Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. I'm very excited to be launching Season 5 today. Five. Season 5 of Text Talk. Yes, and we're moving back into the New Testament. That's right. So we did get an extra week of Season 4. We were able to wrap up Book 4 of the Psalms. I think we call that bonus, and we just bonus know week. how much all of those Text Talk listeners appreciate a bonus week. Bonus week. Now, today is a bit of a difficult day because our minds are on... Well, 9-11. Yeah, September 11th. The anniversary of the fall of the towers, and so I know a lot of people are thinking about that. But we are kicking off our new season, and so for that, we are excited. We're going to be reading the writings of John this Mm -hmm. year. Absolutely. We're going to have 50 weeks of that, so we're going to go through the gospel according to John, and then his letters, and then the book of Revelation. All right. So super excited about that as we talk about the text each day. So I think what we'll do, at least here today, is I'm going to go ahead and read all of John 1 today. Okay. Probably the rest of the week we'll pick out sections that we'll we'll talk about. But today I'm going to go ahead and read all of it from the ESV, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side has made him known. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you're neither the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know, even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness, I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. 
and I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you'll see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite, indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Well, thank you so much for reading John chapter 1, starting the text with the word. The word. In the beginning, word. Absolutely. Well, I think for our talk today, though, one of the things that I want to explore is this expectation that was alive and well. Yes. That the Messiah was going to come. Yes. I mean, we are introduced to John the Baptist and his ministry, the testimony that he gives about who Jesus is, but not only about who Jesus is, but who he is. I find it interesting in your reading that people are coming and asking, John, are you the prophet? Yes. The prophet. Yeah. So they're looking for the prophet. They're looking for uh, Elijah. The Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the the Jews are ready. They're primed for the coming of, of their leader. And so it's an exciting time as we begin the Gospel of John. And it seems by the way they ask those questions that they don't necessarily believe that all those titles refer to the same person. It does seem like they're talking about different people. They, yeah, they're not sure. I do think, and I, I especially appreciate you bringing up the prophet. Mm-hmm. I think John is, one of the questions he intends to answer for us is a question, which prophet is Jesus? I think I see throughout John, and let me see if I can set this case for you. Back in Deuteronomy, we've got two different passages that talk about prophets that Uh were going to come. In Deuteronomy chapter 13, verses 1 through 5, we find God promising Israel, you know, I'm going to send testing prophets. Here's what it looks like. Deuteronomy 13, if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and you shall serve him and hold fast to him. But that prophet, 
or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God. So what you have there is the possibility that prophets will come along and would lead people astray. They're even going to be able to do some types of signs or works appearing like miracles. Yes. Right? But the test was, will their message be consistent with the revelation of Scripture? God yes. never breaks his word. He's not going to um, ever allow them to go worship other gods or, yeah. or follow these other doctrines. And so there's this test of consistency. Yes that a tr genuine prophet's message will be consistent with those prophets and that revelation that's come before. One of the things I've learned from this, especially as I've studied with folks, I've over the last couple of years had the opportunity to study with some, some folks, some very good people who are continuing to be in the Jewish faith. And as I talk to them about why, why haven't you accepted Jesus as the Messiah? And you know, they, they have different reasons for that. But one of the things that that I've realized, kind of, I guess maybe a shortcoming on my part where I've been a little bit dismissive in the past, and I'll just share this. I come to passages where Jesus performs a miracle on the Sabbath, mm -hmm. and I kind of get upset about the fact that those Jews in the Gospels, oh, you know, they're just focused on their little nitpicky law about the Sabbath. It never occurs to them that here's this guy that heals the blind. They should be listening to the guy who heals the blind, except I was pointed to this passage by someone who pointed out, well, but uh, he's not keeping the law of God. Mm. And God said he would send us prophets who would test us. And if they're going to do things that are opposed to the law, we're supposed to realize he's not really the prophet from God. Which I, And what I realized is I have too quickly dismissed instead of thinking that through, which is why it's so important to listen to what Jesus actually says, and we'll get there in John, as he defends the work that he did on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just say, hey guys, did you see what I did? That should trump everything about God's law. Correct. He actually gives reason for why what he was doing was okay, and we'll get to that. So the one prophet is the testing prophet. But the other prophet, Deuteronomy chapter 18, is the true prophet, a prophet who's supposed to come in the likeness of Moses. And what we have in Deuteronomy 18 and verse 15, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Excuse me. It is to him you shall listen, just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire any more lest I die. And the Lord said to me, they are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a different prophet. Yeah, so now we have a prophet that's going to be like Moses. All right, well, Moses is a special prophet. Um, it's talked about how he uh, spoke with God face to face, not in dark sayings and so forth as maybe other prophets spoke. He's going to come from among them, from among their brethren. Mm -hmm. And so there's an aspect of this prophethood, excuse me, there's an aspect of this prophet that should be tied to lineage and family. That's going to be yeah. a key factor. Yes, absolutely. And then, the, and then the authority, right? Yes. Just like Moses was this great lawgiver, so too this prophet, prophet like Moses is going to have that kind of 
ultimate authority for the people of God. So John is writing, I think, this gospel account to help answer that question. I, I think that's a subordinate question. The main question is, who's Jesus? Right. And one of the questions that becomes paramount throughout this gospel is, which prophet is he? The The other gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they make passing reference to the issue of prophecy. So you have Jesus in Nazareth, and he says things like, a prophet is not without honor in his own country. But yeah. it's in the gospel of John that multiple times this idea of the prophet prophet Mm -hmm. is brought up. We're going to find some interesting confessions from the woman at the well. I see that you are a prophet. Then we're going to skip a chapter or so. We're going to get to those folks who saw the feeding miracle, and they're going to say, ah, this one is the prophet. The prophet. And we're going to see a guy get healed of blindness. They're going to say, well, who do you think Jesus is? And he's going to talk about him being a prophet. We're going to see this again and again and again because John is answering the question, which prophet? Is he the testing one that's taking us after other gods, or is he the true prophet like Moses? And what we recognize about this promise in Deuteronomy 18 is that, and I believe the Israelites understood this, there was a sense in which that's fulfilled in Joshua, in Samuel, and Elijah, and Elisha. God is going to have a string of prophets that he sets up, and the people are supposed to follow them because they are God's messengers. But they also grasped that actually we are looking for an ultimate prophet, a true prophet, the prophet to end all prophets, a new Moses, a greater Moses. And I think we see as John picks out his signs, as he picks out the various confrontations, as we see the conversations and the questions that get asked throughout what John writes, he really is driving us to, I want you to see a greater than Moses is here. I want you to see a greater than David is here. I want you to see the prophet, the new prophet, the prophet to end all prophets, the true prophet, who is not sending us after another God, but is drawing us closer to the true God. He has come. That's Jesus. I think you're right, and I think John's going to bring us to the place to help us appreciate and the Christ and the prophet. These are one and the same. Yes. Jesus of Nazareth. Yes. Just real quickly before we pass on this. Sure. Go ahead. It is a point of teaching for the Apostle Peter uh-huh. in Acts, the third chapter. Uh, after healing the uh, the lame man when he gives a sermon about the significance of all that, he does quote the Moses prophecy um, in Deuteronomy 18. Okay. Because when you get to Acts chapter 3, uh, in verse, what is it, 19, he's preaching, repent, uh, let everyone be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that uh, times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send Jesus Christ, who has preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren, from him you shall hear in all things whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. And he declares, it was Jesus. It's Jesus. It is Jesus Christ. That's Peter's answer. Yeah, that's Peter's I think we're going to see that's John's answer. Amen. I just wanted to make sure as we're reading through John, let's have that question at mm-hmm. forefront in our mind and, and see how John answers Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I know what his answer is going to be. I want to see the process by which he does answer it, though. Well, let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. I'm excited about John. Holy God, thank you for bringing us to another year of talking about your scripture, of talking about the text that you've revealed by your Holy Spirit. As we move into the new covenant, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of your son Jesus in your word and to learn about who he is. We do confess he is Christ, he is Messiah, he is Lord. Help us to be shored up in our faith so that we can turn around and pass this word on to others. 
Lord God, it is through your Son who is the prophet, who is the Christ, who is the King, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.